Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 115. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a podcast to answer questions that you're wrestling with or others are wrestling with and you don't know how to answer. And typically it's questions that you wouldn't necessarily hear answered in a morning service in a Bible study, or even in Sunday school. So we try to answer those questions here. And today, we're going to wrestle with a question that has to do with something that really, I'm sure you have heard about this. It's been around for a long time, actually centuries. And it has to do with angels and their interaction with you. Specifically, we're going to talk about this whole issue of guardian angels. In fact, there is a whole subculture in our culture today, whether it comes from our European background or what, we've got a whole culture in the spiritism world that talks about you having a guardian angel and you finding out who your guardian angel is because he's got a name. You should find out what his name is. We're not going to deal specifically with that, but we are going to look at the question, do we have guardian angels? Do we have guardian angels? So we're going to look at this question today. And actually, I think this is a pretty good question to deal with another issue. Because actually, when you look at questions that we deal with here, sometimes there's an even broader question that needs to be dealt with. And that's what we're going to look at first, especially with this issue of having guardian angels. And you say, okay, what's the broader question here? Well, it has to do with the basis for authority. And you you mean, what do you mean by that? Well, I want to make three points, okay? Three points here. First of all, addressing questions or issues requires an authoritative standard. If we're going to look at questions such as this question about guardian angels, I think about a past question that we did a few months ago concerning the whole issue of ghosts. You've got to have some sort of authoritative standard by which to address things. And you know what? That brings me to my second point. We live in a culture that denies any authority outside of self. We live in a culture that basically says, you know what, that's your truth, but your truth is not my truth. If I'm going to look at it, I'm going to view it from my truth. And my truth trumps your truth. And the reality is is that we live in a culture that doesn't want to accept absolute truth or any absolute standard And basically, we live in a culture that views everything as subjective based upon the person. And that's the difficulty with approaching these questions. Because when you talk about these questions, you've got to 
have some sort of authoritative standard. But if you've got a mindset among people who are like, okay, I'll listen to what you have to say, but I'll disagree with it and I don't have to believe it, that's a problem. Go back to the issue of whether or not there are ghosts. The reality is from the scripture, there's no such thing as a ghost. People do not come back from the dead as ghosts. They go to be with the Lord or they wait for the judgment. Nobody comes back unless God brings them back. So there are no ghosts. If there's any kind of a spirit being out there, it's either an angel, a good angel, or a demon, which is a bad angel. And that is the basis of what scripture says. But again, if you hold to this issue that there is no authority out there, then you can decide you don't want to believe that and your experience trumps everything. So that brings me to my third point here. We have to decide if scripture, experience, or tradition is the authority. We have to decide if scripture, that is the word of God as he has revealed it, experience, whatever your personal experience is or whatever experience you heard somebody else had, or tradition, even church tradition, is the authority with which we are able to address these questions. And that's especially going to be true today as we look at this whole issue about guardian angels. So, having discussed this underlying question concerning the the basis for authority, we're going to look now at the tradition of guardian angels. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, this isn't something that's new that just popped up. This has been around for at least a couple of millennia, for at least 2,000 years or more. So let's talk about the tradition. First of all, the Jews fully developed the belief in guardian angels during the intertestamental period. They developed this whole theology, this whole concept of guardian angels during the period that's known as the intertestamental period. Now you're saying, George, what is the intertestamental period? Well, it's that 400 years of silence between the book of Malachi in the Old Testament and the Gospels. It's that 400-year period where there is no revelation of God in the scripture. So during that period, there was a lot of literature that was produced, and, and during that period, the Jews really developed this whole concept of guardian angels. And so that's where we see this whole concept coming from, is that the Jews developed this belief during that time period. The second thing I want you to see concerning the tradition is this, is that some early church fathers believe that every Christian has a good angel and an evil angel assigned to them. So the early church fathers, some of them, not all of them, but some of them held to this thought that every believer had two angels assigned to them. They had a good angel, which was given to them by the Lord to watch over them, but they also had a demon with them, which was sent by Satan to tempt them. That's where you get this concept that you see in the movies of somebody wrestling with their conscience and on their shoulder is a little bitty angel and a little bitty demon telling them what to do. It comes from this concept long, long ago, a couple of centuries ago, among some of the early church fathers. 
So here's what I want you to see. The belief in guardian angels has been around for a long time. This is not, again, something new. This is something that's been out there for a long time. Now, here's the problem. The problem, though, and this is going to be based on what you view as the authority by which you judge things and by which you interpret things. Here's what I want you to see. There is no explicit scriptural support for popular views of guardian angels. Even all the way back with those church fathers, there is no explicit teaching in the scripture, Old and New Testament, that supports in any way this whole concept of guardian angels that is out there. Most of it comes from Jewish and church tradition as well as from spiritism, not from the Bible. Not from the scripture itself. We say, George, well, what does the scripture say? Well, we're going to look at seven things here. Seven things from the scripture that are going to help us with this whole concept of wondering about, do we have guardian angels? Okay? And that even, well, let's get into it first, and I'll explain some things to you, and you'll see how it reflects on some other things. All right. All right. Before we talk about angels, I need you to understand that there is a principle in the scripture. There is a command in the scripture from the apostle, specifically from the apostle Paul, concerning this whole issue of traditions, Jewish traditions in particular. So, number one, we are told to ignore Jewish myths and fables. We're told to ignore Jewish myths and fables. Listen to these four verses, okay? Four different passages. Again, they're all from the pastoral epistles. So here is instructions for Timothy and Titus concerning how they're supposed to handle their churches. Listen to this. First of all, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4. Nor give heed to fables or endless genealogies which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. So, basically, the apostle is saying to Timothy, Timothy, you as a pastor, don't waste your time on these Jewish fables and endless genealogies that only result in people arguing about it. Don't waste your time there. That's not where you should be focusing on. You should be focusing on growing in your faith. All right, a little bit further in the same epistle, chapter 4, verse 7, 1 Timothy 4, 7. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself towards godliness. So again, he's saying don't pay attention to these old Jewish traditions, these old Jewish, he calls them old wives' tales, and focus rather on growing in godliness. Listen now to the issue that he raises in his second letter to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4. Here he's talking about why people gravitate to this. Notice, and they will turn away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. People really want to focus on these Jewish, old Jewish traditions about angels, I would even say about blood moons and so forth, because that all sounds more intriguing than the Bible. He says they're going to turn their ears away from the truth and go after these crazy things. Listen to what he tells Titus in Titus chapter 1, verse 14. Not giving heed to Jewish fables 
and the commandments of men who turn from the truth. Here, notice all of these things are expressing the same thing, that when you focus on these issues of Jewish fables, Jewish traditions, they're going to turn you away from pursuing godliness in your life and from the truth. That's what's being expressed here. Now let's talk about what the Bible says about angels. I want you to see, here's my second point. Believers are served by angels in general. The scripture points out that we are served by angels in general. Listen to Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. Again, this is a verse that those who believe in guardian angels point to, but that's not the point here. Look at what it says. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of God who is in heaven. All right, now explain that verse to us, George, because it sounds like he's talking about kids having angels. Well, again, he's in this context of the verse, he's talking about new believers, not just children, new believers, and he's talking about that they're angels, they're protecting angels, talking about them in plural having protecting angels who look to God for instruction in order to serve him as he ministers, the Lord ministers to his servants. So believers are served by angels in general. Here's the third thing I want you to see. The scripture is silent concerning the issue of personal angels. The scripture is silent concerning the issue of personal angels. You're not going to find anywhere in the scripture that speaks about you and I having a personal angel. Now, you can see with reference to what I just mentioned in Matthew 18, that believers are served by angels, but it doesn't say that you have a personal one. The scripture is silent about that. However, this brings me to my fourth point. It does talk about a particular group of people having an angel. And so Israel has a protecting angel, Michael, the archangel, Michael, the archangel. Listen to what Daniel says, Daniel chapter 10, verse 21. He says, but I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth, that no one upholds me against these except Michael, your prince. He's recording the conversation that he has with his heavenly messenger, and he talks about how Michael upholds Israel. That's Michael's role, is to protect them. So we do see that the people of God, Israel has a protector. That's Michael the archangel. But there's no other passage in Scripture that talks about individual believers having their personal attendant. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but there's no biblical support for it. Here's the other thing I want you to see. Here's the fifth thing. This is very important. Only two angels' names are known, Michael and Gabriel. When you talk about the scripture, there are only two angels that are mentioned in the scripture particularly. We saw in Daniel that it was Michael, the archangel, the protector of Israel. When you go to the Gospels, it's Gabriel, the messenger who came to Mary and then to Joseph. So, Really, this whole concept that you can know who your guardian angel is, 
is really not found in the scripture because the scripture only mentions two angels. Two angels. So again, this whole concept of getting to know who your personal angel is and his name, that has no basis in the scripture. Next thing I want you to see here, point number six, believers are often unaware of angels ministering to them. We see that in the scripture as well. Listen to Hebrews 13.2. This is a passage concerning hospitality and entertaining strangers. Notice what the writer of Hebrews says. Don't forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some have unwittingly entertained angels. So here he's saying that, you know, show hospitality, entertain strangers, and some have done this by entertaining strangers without realizing that they were entertaining angels. The whole point being, angels interact in our lives and oftentimes we're not even aware. But there's one final thing that I want you to see here when we talk about this whole issue of guardian angels. And it goes back to the very first point I made before we looked at the scripture. And that is we are told to ignore Jewish myths and fables. So I just want to wrap up this whole biblical truth section by saying this. Here's my final point. Focusing on guardian angels distracts us from our true protector. See, when you're focused on who's your guardian angel and, you know, you got this guardian and what's his name and, and, and I hope he's nice or she's nice or whatever. First of all, they're asexual. I don't think there's a he or a she angel. But the, the point is, is when you focus on the angel, you forget about the one who sent the angel. You forget about the one who lives within you. Don't focus on the angel, focus on the one who lives within you. Who lives within you as a believer? The Holy Spirit. You are distracted from seeing the one that you should be seeing, which is God, rather than focusing on his servant. That's the issue here. You get distracted. All right, so let's get back. Do we have guardian angels? Yeah, in a general sense, we do. We have protecting angels as believers. They exist. The scriptures point to that. Do we know much more than that? No. No, we don't. Now, there's all kinds of traditions and all kinds of extra, notice what I said, extra biblical material that's out there, but it's just that extra biblical it has no basis in the scripture so therefore you have to decide what is the basis of truth that you're going to rely upon what the scripture says or somebody's experience and some church tradition and the best place to be is with what the scripture says and keep your focus on who the one who saved you jesus christ Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions just like this. And so we put together a weekly podcast each week to try to wrestle with those questions and give you something to think about. Now, you might be listening and you're saying, George, I have a question. How do I get that to you? There are lots of ways you can get it to us. 
If you're attending the services here at Kermansville Christian Church, you just simply need to just write the question down, throw it in the offering, give it to one of the leaders, or give it to myself, and we'll see about answering it here at the church. If you're on Facebook, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. We encourage you to like the page, and you can send a question to us by writing on a wall or by direct messaging us through the page, and we'll get your question. Also, it's a great place to keep up with what's happening with the podcast. You can also go to our church website, kermansvillechristian.org. While you're there, just go to the contact page. You'll see a form to fill out. Submit that form with your question. We'll get it, and we'll see about answering it here as well. And again, on the webpage, you can go to the Finding Clarity section, and you will find all of the episodes. And this is episode 115, so you can find the other 114 there that are addressing a whole variety of questions that you might find interesting, and that's something that you are wrestling with right now. Next week, we're going to look at another issue. Sometimes believers wrestle with this, they're afraid of this, and we're going to really talk about this whole issue of blaspheming the Holy Spirit. So here's our question next week. What is the blasphemy of the Spirit? What is the blasphemy of the Spirit? That's what we're going to look at next week. Until then, take care.